just happy to be here. What up, beautiful people of the world? My name is Exact Change. It is a beautiful Monday afternoon. I'm hanging out. Happy to be here with my friend, Chris Bertram. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here today. There we are, bro. Well, you live here, so you, you, should, be, <laughs> you should be excited to be at your place of res residence doing what we always do, but we're doing it with microphones and headphones this time. You know, I, I really feel like it's it's exactly the same thing. You know, like you said, I live here. I could come up here and have conversations, but now people can enjoy those conversations that we have. Well, dude, you got a fucking pretty crazy story um, <sighs> that I know because you've been through it. It's not, you know, it's your life. But mm. to somebody like me who, you know, that's a complete polar opposite of how I grew up. I think it's really, you know. It's a perspective that somebody like this in my position growing up in a nice household, like to look at your position and, and to see how far you've came. So I really like everybody else to hear that, too. Well, you know, the, the thing for me is I feel the opposite of that, actually, because it's like where I come from, your life is actually or in the way you grew up having the nice household parents who both worked jobs, mm -hmm. you know, went to college and all of that. That was like me growing up. That was like what I thought a majority of people were living. Yeah. You know, but now that I've gotten a little bit older, you know what I mean? And I've realized that, you know what I mean? My lifestyle and the way that I grew up is actually happening on a much larger scale than a normal lifestyle of what people would consider. You yeah, like have. a lot more people are struggling. Exactly. There is a lot more people and people just from when I mean, I'm talking people ages of, you know what I mean? Like being born to a 20 year old in a household of people who uh, have substance abuse, people who are physically abusive, whatever the may case may be. These are uh, things that are happening a lot more often than a normal household, in my opinion. And it's just because that's my perspective, like we're talking about there. Um, you know what I mean? That to me, now that I see that, it's like, you know, I don't know specific numbers but i would probably guess that 60 percent of households probably have some kind of substance abuse some kind of mental physical abuse going on so to me the perspective was this growing up was normal and i think that with social media and people being able to be a little bit more transparent in their lives <coughs> you you hope that people are at least more aware of yeah you would think these kind of <laughs> things i mean dude it's uh i think it's it's really stifling to try to grow up with people around you that aren't pushing you to do better things but kind of just moving in the same direction but then i think it also kind of helps build you into this stronger person i mean at least that's kind of how it seems that it's been with you i mean stifling wouldn't be the word that i would be using just because you don't know any better like growing up in that situation like I stated in, in, you know, the previous comment, you know what I mean? You're, this is your awareness. This is your situation that you're growing up in. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like my mom being addicted to drugs, hardcore drugs, you know, heroin, methamphetamine, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Until I went over to my very, very small amount of friends that I have talking one or two growing up, you know what I mean? And then you would see that, holy shit. Oh. These bikers coming in your house selling drugs and shit, hanging out with your mom and shit. That's not normal. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Your brother downstairs holding his own version of MMA fights and beating the heck out of people. You know, that's not normal. Because you're just going over to your friends who are just playing video games and having Mountain Dew. Family vacations with their, their mom and dad. In the summers, they're going over to Oregon, family vacations. They're they're doing things like that. You know, we we went camping, but we never did, like, vacations. Like we weren't that normal household that that mom and dad worked for a year. And then every summer you went to the same vacation spot for the past 16 years growing up. Yeah. It wasn't like that for us. Wow. So, it, you know, I don't think stifling would be the word I use just because it's different because you don't know any better. Like you just from your perspective in that situation, this is what it is. I mean, it can still be stifling. Maybe even so. If you but don't know better. Well, I mean, OK, it's fair just enough. It's stopping but like, you from growth. It's stopping you. You're not. So you just don't know that you're growing. You just you just don't. I mean, I'm just saying that you don't you not have access to the same opportunities as a lot of people as far as being able to play football or be able to do this or that. Or, you know, some people mm -hmm. it's like, oh, we didn't have the money to do that. And some people it's like, oh, we went to all the camps. We had everything like, of course, like in our family, we have all the opportunity to do any of that kind of stuff. Right. So it's like 
you know, it's just there's some opportunities that just aren't available for people. You just didn't have access. You know, you had to like not be able to do that because, you know, your you know whatever your parents didn't have money or it just wasn't a priority or School whatever. School definitely like access to information wasn't something that was real privy to me growing up. Uh, growing up in this the type of household that we grew up in, um, keeping to yourself and really only trusting like your family mm-hmm. was something that was everything. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you don't talk to other people a lot. You know what I mean? Because they, you know, they could be cops. We sell drugs. They could be cops. Just don't talk to people. You don't need friends. You have family. You have cousins. They're your fucking friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so you don't trust. You don't trust outside of your circle. No, really. you don't. Well, I mean, you got to understand the type of situation that you're in when your family sells drugs. Mm-hmm. Whether you really want to be a part of it or not, you're you're a part of it. You know, I, yeah, I grew up. uh watching the mistakes that my family made you know what i mean i'm thankful now for that then i didn't know any better but i'm very thankful now because i spent a lot of time doing the opposite of what they were doing um so while they were selling drugs you were i wanted to go hang out with my friends man i wanted to go be on the baseball team you know what i mean i wanted to uh you know i just anything other than being around them because that was like the norm that's like you wanted to be away from that and be out doing like individualizing yourself. Correct. I don't, I don't want to be associated with them for the reasons of things that happen. Like when I would walk down the street, literally, you know, I'm the good one of the family, but literally people would cross the other side of the street just to avoid me. Cause you're, si- you're six foot one. Not you're at this a big time, dude. but still, I was still a big kid. You're a yes. big kid, but then there were also like, dude, his brother, Oh, his brother broke into six houses here. Because you're, you're his mom. We know sells drugs. Because you're the, you have four brothers, three brothers, three, four boys. My mom had four boys, including me. So yeah, three brother, three brothers, two older, one younger. Not the youngest, not the oldest. I'm Malcolm in the middle. I'm that real life. You know what I mean? It was just like the brown-headed middle child. My oldest is a blonde-headed baby. My little brother's a toe-head. You know what I mean? Which is sorry, brown or blonde has blonde hair. But uh, toehead. To- that's that. like the term for blondes. It's toehead. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, and then you know, she just really babied David because he's my older brother, my oldest, and then Ben being the youngest. He, mm-hmm. she babied both those. You know, those are the babies, right? So the other one that my brother DJ, he kind of received the same treatment as I did. You know what I mean? It was kind of like Chris and DJ are all right. You know what I mean? They're they're gonna be. They're going to be okay. We're really worried about the older one. Well, the babies. My mom was the, the first and the last born. So it's the most memorable, I guess. I don't. I can't speak on my mom's. Like, but she just kind of kept you guys closer. Those two. No, not us. Like, I was. Oh, the, the older ones. The older and the youngest. Mm. So David and Ben. The oldest oh, and the youngest. And then you guys were just stuck we're in, in the middle. middle. You know what I mean? It was just like we're in the middle. I'm not saying she loved us any less, but it was just. It's, an, it's, a, it's a weird dynamic, especially when you have. A single female addicted trying to raise four men that's uh and then your dad was in prison in prison in so. prison yeah so that had to be tough on her and, and you guys were just kind of running wild and i mean we were fucking hooligans man because it affects you that your dad's in prison but then at the same time it's like you guys are so young that you're just kind of running wild and you're like we did we did for the most part thankfully my little brother ben the baby uh, the youngest one, his dad was probably the next closest thing to a father figure. Uh, he also was addicted to drugs, but I have the fondest memory of Bill. His name is Bill. Uh, every Friday night, or at least once a month, Friday nights, just a vivid memory. Maybe I'm imagining this, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't remember a lot from back then, and I could be imagining it a lot. Probably I know a lot of my uh, memories could be partly made up from what I wanted it to be to what it really was. You know, I I know brains do that to people. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I have a vivid memory of him every Friday night or once a month Friday night, like buying pizza and renting movies. And then we would all sit down around the movie or the TV and watch movies and eat pizza and stuff like that. That, that sounds pre- pretty realistic. I think you know that, I mean, that that, I, mean I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't think I'd make that up in my head. Like, <laughs> pizza <laughs> movie. If it was like we went to Disneyland, I'd be like, well, maybe that was, you know. 
Pizza right. and movies? Okay. So, I mean, he was... Like, That's the way to anybody's heart. Yeah, smart guy. How do you get children to sit down and shut up? Pizza uh, and pizza movies. Pizza and movies. Good call, Bill. How do you keep a 32-year-old man to sit down and shut up? Uh, podcast Pe- and beer. <laughs> that, too. Well, actually, that'll get him going. <laughs> right? Pizza and movies. All you're hearing uh, is chewing and Arnold drink, Schwarzenegger. Smacking lips and shit. Yeah, and fucking Rambo. <laughs> what are some of your go-to, like, old fucking 90s, like... Uh, action movies oh, bro. so i'm a huge martial arts fan uh so anything martial arts dude we're talking blood sport okay well blood so sports 80s i want to go into a different so to hit me with like the action i guess i mean i guess martial arts movies i feel like are like a different category though but i'm thinking like action i think i'm i'm thinking of gun em up explosions See, I'm, not, I'm not a huge gun em up explosion guy like i like guns and i like explosions mm-hmm. but i'm not like big on them like if they happen in the movie i'm like okay cool yeah. but like i don't want them in the entirety of so the big movie. martial arts movie guy mostly martial arts movie guy you know what i mean i like to be like i have that i don't know like growing it's weird growing up uh i think the reason why I like most of this martial arts stuff and the honor and stuff like that was stems from, uh, you know, like not having a lot of that growing up. Like I like I've stated, you know, I grew up amongst bikers. These guys are gamblers, they're thieves, drug dealers. You know what I mean? All they do is steal and rob people. You know what I mean? There's nothing really honorable about what they do. They're not bad people. Don't get me wrong by any means. They're still good people. They're just making wrong choices. Mm-hmm. So for me growing up with watching, you know, especially as a teenager, at least 12, 13 Power Rangers was the start for me. Looking for that good guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm surrounded by indecent people. Well, and you, Maybe and not at that indecent, time, you like, were probably thinking like you just... I don't know. Maybe it was just her subconscious yearning for that, like, hero. Who? I mean, like, what What person in that situation wouldn't want that? I have no idea. You know I've what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I know. I know. It's a, a rhetorical uh, question that you can't answer. I but can't like, answer it. You know what I mean? Like, if you're in that, oh, just, like, try to put yourself in the shoes. Like, if you were in that situation, don't you think you would yearn for it? So, like, I think that's. Just uh, take a step back to, like, my mom and growing up here again. You know, I think she saw that, and she was like, shit, one out of the four boys is looking like he can be okay. Like, he wants to be an honorable guy, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? He wants to do right, help people, shit like that. He wants to be good. He's kind of a funny guy. He wants to watch Ninja Turtles. He wants to watch. See, that's really where it stemmed from. I'll be honest, young, young, young watching Ninja Turtles, <laughs> Michelangelo. Who didn't? Oh, my God, dude. You know what I mean? I wanted to fucking listen to hip-hop music. I wanted to, you know, read comic books. I wanted to do martial arts, kung fu shit because of Bruce Lee. Shit, I was such an oddball of a kid in my family. I was like six years old, and I begged my mom, 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 please, for my birthday, will you get me the Stevie Ray Vaughan cassette tape? Oh, and your your what bro- six year old is begging your his brothers are like what? what is wrong with you? What do you don't want to go? You don't want to go like fight or like do some drugs or like talk to girls? I'm eight or like yeah right <laughs> like the fuck? Well, you gotta understand, my brother David at this time was probably like thirteen. He's like seven years older than He's I. He's like am, I don't get it, dude. Come on, come do big boy shit. You're like I'm eight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're thirteen. You so go you do wanted that. Stevie Ray Vaughan? I wanted Stevie Ray Vaughan comic books, fucking Ninja Turtles, dude. You know what I mean? I listened to Blue. My 13th birthday, just to skip forward a little bit in time. My mom, I didn't beg for it this time. My mom, remembering my 8th birthday, and she even told me when she handed me this present. She's like, I remember how excited you were for that cassette tape when you were 8. It was my 13th birthday. She handed me like 12 different cassette tapes. So at this time, you could still listen to cassette tapes, which was like 19... uh, 13. I was 1997. Mm -hmm. So you could still listen to cassette tapes at this time. My mom handed me like... 12, 10, 12 cassette tapes, Blue Oyster Cult, the Doobie Brothers. Fuck yeah. You know what I mean? The good shit. The good shit. You know, the shit that, like, you know, because I talked to her about, like, mom, what was it like being in Seattle in 1967 or whatever, 1973, downtown Seattle in the square, watching the Doobie Brothers perform? There's hella hippies everywhere smoking weed. Probably some LSD being dropped, for sure. Like, nobody's not dropping some LSD. So she's told you stories about oh, like sure. her going out to oh, for sure. some of I, those. I crave that shit. I tell, she saw, tell like, the more. Doobie Brothers. And oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. My, uh, my mom told me a story about on Green Lake, which is in Seattle, Washington, for everybody listening. Uh, there was a floating stage 
out in Green Lake and the Doobie Brothers. So maybe it wasn't Doobie Brothers. It was an old band. Can't remember who, but they were playing. And she was like, they were playing. They were floating out on the lake. I just smoked some pot. You know what I mean? My girlfriend gave me just a little bitty hit of acid. Like things was just gleaming. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like outside of my mom being like a hardcore drug addict, I'm like, wow, this is fucking amazing, mom. It's like that, a fond memory. Yeah, that shit sounds fun. What happened to that? Where'd you go wrong? Like how did it go from smoking pot LSD to being hardcore addicted? You know what I mean? But so I craved that shit. I remember actually my dad, uh, side note, my dad told me a story uh, about uh, going to either judas priest or twisted sister i can't remember maybe judas priest twisted sister i think is more 80s uh and uh also on lsd strange that they did a lot of lsd back then (laughs) but uh he told me this dude took a shotgun to his face blew his fucking face off like bro like within five people of him like in a direction jesus christ this took a fucking dark i know i know i'm sorry i'm sorry but like wow you know what i mean talking about fond memories and then ruining it (laughs) yeah man i've seen some really good bands i was at one one time guy took a shotgun to his face Uh, it was hardcore but we were just talking about like i was like what was the craziest thing you seen at a concert back then because concerts back then are not like concerts nowadays. Yeah, Dad, do you want a fucking trophy? He's like, dude, that was that was fucking PG back then. Bro, that right, right. Blowing off your face is PG. The fuck? Like just nowadays, you can't even you can't even you can't even bump into a girl without it being hashtag Me Too. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh my god! Back then, people were blowing their faces <laughs> off, and that's not a sexual fucking innuendo. Oh. That's like you're really taking a shotgun to your. Fucking, fucking face. face yeah wow <laughs> well okay well make sure that you stay away from those concerts oh but on a lighter note he did tell me about another concert that uh that he went and see uh blue oyster colt and they had this huge godzilla robot in the background because one of their songs is called go go godzilla really popular song and they were wearing these shattered glass suits and again he was on drugs and uh he was like all i all i remember chris was like I was really high, and I was sitting there, and one of the beams flashed off one of the guy's things and hit me right in the eye, and I felt like I left the universe. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, are you on drugs right now? Like, what are you, what are you talking so about? So what is cool is that your parents were able to share these, like, really cool stories with you about doing drugs and, like, getting detailed. But they didn't grow up from it, so... I mean, either way, man, this is a piece of a, of a great... I love it. I love it. And that's the stuff I want to talk to my mom and dad, you know, if I could talk to my dad about it. I want to talk to my mom about, but it's just like, it's, it gets stale talking to my parents just because I've chose for the past 10 years. And, I, you know, I don't want to say this at the risk of sounding like I'm trying to be, oh, I'm better than anybody because no one's better than anybody here. We're all humans. My name is human. Your name is human. That's what we are. But it creates a really huge divide. Like those stories were cool when I'm younger, but I've experienced some of my own things like that now. So it's like, okay, mom, cool. But like, what are we really doing moving forward? You know, but it's got to kind of be fun to look back and be like, man, some of the things that I'm doing, my parents were, you know, when I was 12, my parents were in their 30s just trying to figure it out, going to fucking... When I was 12, my parents were not going to concerts. So this is when they were, like, young, young. So this was pre-even being born with David. <laughs> okay, this is a young So love. my mom had David at 20. So this is pre-20 for my mom and my dad. Uh, they both grew up in Kirkland, Washington. So they're both from the same city. And back then, Kirkland was basically just, like a nothing town on the side of Lake Washington outside east of Seattle. It's the greater east side. Okay. So she would explain to me how, like, they used to have mad keggers out there uh, because it was like, you know, it was the woods. You know, Seattle had already been kind of taken over at that time. Kirkland, Bellevue area was still kind of woodsy. Up there, yeah, it was still. You know, there was no Bellevue like there is Bellevue, Washington now. Good old days. In fact, one day, I'm going to have to take you to the Peace Bowl in Kirkland. Just a little fucking side Peace Bowl? So there's huge, huge, we should do a concert. Oh, my God. Um, there's a huge, just north of where my grandma used to live, uh, there's a huge indentation in the ground, and it's a huge bowl, a circular bowl that has a peace sign in it. 
Really? Yeah. Like a natural peace sign? Yeah. It's literally one line down the middle, two downs, the peace sign. Peace bowl. It's called the peace bowl. We used to go up there, and uh, when I was growing up, we used to go up there and smoke bowls and shit like that. Dude, we've been fucking friends for like 11 years, and you've never told me about peace bowl. I know. Bowl. I'm surprised that I'm just out telling you. <laughs> yeah, what's up with that? So, okay. Just to, because I know. Sorry, I got we, off track. We've been bouncing around, but I want to I wanna just dial back real quick, okay. because I did not get a favorite, like what's, like a, like oh, a yeah, favorite yeah. Action. bowl. Action or martial arts? We didn't decide. Just, just go action. It could be Seagal. It can be Schwarzenegger. It can be Jet Li. Seagal, it can that's be, a good one. It could be anything. Because uh, uh, Under Siege. Under Siege. Where that girl jumps two. out of that fucking cake. That was, that was one of my favorite dude, fucking Seagal scenes. Seagal was a badass. <laughs> of course, dude. Seagal was a badass, too. Do you remember the Seagal Van Damme beef? I know I'm getting on a tangent again. Oh, dude. So Seagal, or I think it was Van Damme. I can't remember exactly. One of the two said that uh well have your story straight chris i'm pretty sure it's van damme <laughs> van damme said that he had beaten seagal in some kind of street fight or like organized fight mm -hmm. seagal came out on tv i think it was leno or some kind of late night talk show was like yeah no bro that that never happened like okay. we've never even fought each other so it started a beef so it started a beef i, I do not remember this it's just it's because you weren't really into martial arts like I was. Like okay, I was yeah. in, I was in deep. You're in deep. You okay. know what I mean? I, I was all about Van Damme, Bloodsport. I wanted to be in a fucking Kumite myself. I wanted to be Frank Dukes, which was the guy that Van Damme played. <laughs> you know what I mean? Stevens. I wanted to be Steven Seagal. I wanted to be fucking Chuck Norris. You know what I mean? Like, martial arts was everything to me growing up. So any martial arts. When we sort of pick a favorite, though, I'd probably have to go with. Either Under Siege or Bloodsport, one of the two. I watched Bloodsport with Van Damme on repeat. I'm going to have to say at least 100 times. Dude is fucking shredded Back in that then, shit, bro. Yeah, and that fucking facial movement that he does in his movies. And he starts <laughs> fucking shaking and shit. I love it, dude. I eat that shit up. I'm like, yeah. No, dude, Bloodsport was is a fucking classic, bro. I, I'd have to say uh, for 90s. If we're going 90s. Well, we'll see. Okay, I can't say that because Bloodsport, I think, is 88, so I would have to change my answer. Is it? I'm pretty sure it's pre-90. Oh, I need to. I wish I could see. I wish uh, we could Google it and look. I don't know where my phone look. is either. <laughs> um, Put that shit away. Well, uh, 90s. Oh, I got a good 90s one that I loved, and I watched it on repeat as well. Last Action Hero. Fucking oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. Yes, I watched that one tons, dude. I thought Jack you didn't the like Ripper. those explosion movies. You know, I, I, I didn't, but Arnold. So there's those few on occasion guys like Arnold, Sylvester. You know I mean, they're not martial arts guys, but it's like, okay, I believe that these guys could be boxers, and Sylvester did Rocky, so it was even, you know, in a uh, boxing is a martial arts. Yeah, Rockies. You all the Rockies. So exactly, so even another 90s movie, Rocky. Anything Rocky, I would... Eat it up, bro. On repeat. <coughs> Dude, I loved, uh, man, my favorite movie when I was like 12 years old, my go-to. I could watch it over and over and over again. Let me guess. Homeward Bound. <laughs> no. <laughs> no? Okay. No, bro. 12. That was a good one. 12. <laughs> Dude, okay. what? <laughs> I was 12. Okay. Mm. I fucked with Homeward Bound. When I was like eight. <laughs> okay, this is a whole new level. I'm 12 okay. now, okay? Uh, Rush hour. Oh, of course. Rush Dude, honestly, I was a freak. Don't touch another man's radio. For anything Jackie Chan, I was fucking, See, I was in it, dude. Mr. Nice Guy. Rumble in the Bronx, though. Rumble in the Bronx. Where he oh, pulled man. out the fucking, uh, the car antenna. Yeah. He's just whipping people yep, with it. Yep. Oh, man, dude. Anything, for sure, anything Jackie Chan. I gotta love that guy, dude. Does his own stunts. Who does that? Who else does that? I you got know, one person. I I did like the movie he did recently. It was uh, Super Cop or whatever. Something about a cop. He yeah, was, he was a cop. Yeah. His daughter gets kidnapped. That one. Yeah. What is, Super Cop's one of his older movies. What's that one called? That was a good one, but um, dude, I, I obviously like when he started getting into the comedy realm where <laughs> you could mix like the martial arts, but make it fun for a bigger audience because you got like. Owen Wilson in there doing Shanghai Noon, Shanghai mm -hmm. Nights, mm -hmm. or you throw in Chris Tucker into like rush hours, and then you have like these martial arts that you can appreciate while you have like this comic relief, so it doesn't have to be this really serious thing. You know why I think that blends so well? What is what is comedy? What is another name for comedy? Humor. No, okay. So it popped in my brain. Ha <laughs> ha. Comedy is also known as performing arts oh okay yeah 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 
Well, it's what's the last word in there? Arts. Martial arts. Performing arts. It's arts. Anything that is heart related is going to blend. It comes because it comes from the same thing. The comedy comes from Owen Wilson being very passionate about comedy. Jackie Chan's a funny dude, but guess what? His other hobby includes that he has studied the fuck out of martial arts. He does his own stunts. And he does his own stunts. So, you know, you blend that arts together, and it just it's just the same thing like uh, haircutting. You know, that's an art. Or even just like how breakdancing, graffiti, hip-hop, art. martial art. arts. Art. Art. Um, what was the other thing we were talking about? Martial arts and comedy. Comedy. All those things, just they all go together. That's so true, man. That's a really good fucking point. It's there's and that's, a you know, I, I think about that a lot, like how much aspects of things are actually like arts. Pottery is an art. <laughs> you know, yeah, it is because it takes it takes. No, a, that's no joke, know, right? bro. It's, it's I can't do that. Right. You know I mean, I can't it, fucking sculpt haircutting, sculpting, sculpting arts, haircutting, haircutting. That's another thing that that's takes like art. precision. That's precision. You know what I mean? Anything that takes where you actually have to slow your brain down and focus in on that particular moment and own that shit. I think that's why everything blends together like with martial arts and comedy because you're doing the same thing. You're taking not only see and that's what's crazy to me like Jackie Chan, not only does he have to focus on his acting, which obviously wasn't the best, but he fucking did it with such passion that it came out just so funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he would make mistakes and he'd be laughing at his own mistakes during the outtakes and you're like, oh, this dude's just having a fucking blast. Dude, and like his inability to, to like speak the best English. <laughs> Didn't, like that almost made it better. And or using it did make it that, better. he yes, used it, that like smart. That, yeah, and it was fucking hilarious. Like he was just such a lovable guy. I think I think it's funny because I was like reading an article one time about Jackie Chan and it was talking about his son and how he's like, I'm not going to give my son shit. Like yeah, he has to earn everything. So he's got that like old school mentality. Like I worked for everything I got. If you want anything in life, you have to go get it. Like I'm not going to just give you a million dollars. You know, the crazy thing about that is I've actually like done research on Jackie Chan only because I actually ran into some research about him while I was watching research on Bruce Lee. Because mm -hmm. Jackie Chan, when Bruce Lee went back to China to do some movies over there, was in one of the schools that they used to re uh, recruit to do the stunts and stuff like that. That's actually where Jackie Chan gets doing his own stunts from, is that he used to be part of a Shaolin school and stuff like that. So it all pretty much originates from Bruce Lee. Well, no. More that he was like a Shaolin like uh, performing arts student. But uh, when he met okay. Bruce Lee, that's when he saw acting. That's what he said. Uh, he was like, that's the f first time I saw acting. I was like, wow. You know what I mean? He's like, this guy's Chinese and he can fucking act and he's he's doing it good and he's making it money. You know, not in those exact words, but that was the gist <laughs> well, of what he, you I'm know. I'm assuming what I mean? not in those exact you know, words. But, and then so that's where I think a lot of that definitely stems from. You know, and he's like, yeah, I mean, in those schools, they, they teach you you're very strict. It'd be like you going to... You know what I mean? A Christian school or something like that where they're like, you have to follow the rules. Well, it's just, you mean, that's where he met somebody that, that he saw doing something that, that he wanted to do that he could see himself doing. It's like He's like, this guy's no different from me. Isn't that crazy? This guy's no different from me. I can do what he can do. Fucking Jackie Chan's a legend, man. And Bruce Lee, dude, didn't didn't get to live long enough. But it's cool that Jackie Chan got to go on and do some some funny shit, dude. And some he did a lot good, of good, good 90s shit. movies. That's all I'm gonna say. The some '90s, my, man. Jackie some of my Chan. favorite movies in the '90s are from Jackie Chan. Wasn't there like Jackie Chan versus Chuck Norris? <sighs> no. Was that not a thing? I think I would remember that. No. Does that not happen? Was there not a movie where there was Jackie Engineer. Chan? <laughs> yeah, right. Jamie. Jamie. Please. Hey, no name drops. No name drops. <laughs> we don't care about name drops here. We're not worried about it. Oh. Um, okay. So. Tell me a little bit more about kind of like how you've, especially your, your like weight loss journey, dude. It's kind of been, yes, it's yes. kind of like when you see something click where it just starts working and you just start changing who like you, you get into the roots of, of what's making you a certain way, changing it and then seeing results and then kind of reaping all the benefits from that. So kind of tell me about your story from weight, a weight loss perspective. Well, I mean, I, I would start this story with, you know, my my journey started, you know what I mean? My heaviest, and the only reason I remember this is because at the time I was donating plasma. 
on the side just for extra cash. Uh, and I went in there, and they told me I weighed in at 405 pounds. Jesus. Now, that wasn't, like, a consistent, but that was, like, the heaviest. And that was, like, the first time, so it kind of kick-started it, you know, because it was like I can't even go sit on a bed, a medical bed, built for people to lay so on. So they, like, turned you away. Oh, they said you're too fat. Not in those words, nicer. You're too heavy or you've exceeded the weight limit, mm-hmm. a.k.a. you're too fat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is kind of a harsh way to think at it, think about it. But that's the thing I'm about to get into is like in a weird, um, I believe the word is like masochistic or sadistic way. Not, not even those words may be a little bit different, but you have to kind of think it like that. Because sometimes, or at least for me, it took kind of an ultimate shame. Like, holy shit. Like, I can't even I can't even go to this place to donate plasma to save somebody else's life because that's what plasma's for. Mm-hmm. Because you're too fat. You weigh too much. So that's when you kind of were like It started it. And then and then, you know, uh, I have a lot of good friends, you know, like you and others in my life that, you know what I mean, started eating healthy. And, you know, at first I kind of I did resist against it. I'm like, whatever, you know what I mean? I'm I'm gonna do me. You know what I mean? But then you see these other people having success and kind of like the Jackie Chan thing where I'm saying you're no different from me kicks in. Mm-hmm. You're no different from me. I can do what you can do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's not hard. So you see that and you just you have to start. I mean, maybe it is harder than I'm portraying it to be, but that's what you have to start doing. Because if you don't, then things start slipping by the wayside and you're justifying reasons why. It's okay to stay that big, you know what I mean, or something like that. For me, it's I don't want to be big. I'm not going to justify being big is okay because in my logistic brain, knowing that being obese is not physically okay. Like you want to be healthy. Who shouldn't or who who doesn't like. I I mean, that's the thing. People want to do all sorts of different stuff. People want to. So that's the point. That's the like. Some people will sacrifice health for, you know, mouth pleasure. Crazy. You know, or just or just like the now. Like, I want to be satisfied. I get get the now, now. but it doesn't have the now doesn't have to be food. Or it could be. Yeah. So for a lot of people, they find comfort in food food, because food's delicious. And I get that. And some people do drugs. Some people who do drugs don't do food so much. But people who don't do drugs, maybe they don't drink, mm-hmm. maybe they don't do a lot of these other things. What is their thing? They like to fucking eat. And, it, you know, I mean, when it's time to eat, they really like to enjoy, they like to snack. And, I mean, dude, coming from somebody who smokes a lot of weed, definitely, like, have an advantage of being, like, a slender six-foot guy. Mean, but Yeah, if I nice. was, But if I was a shorter dude... You know, I would be struggling because fuck, dude, I can't stop eating, you know, four bowls I don't of cereal. See, I don't I don't necessarily <laughs> like n- believe that because just because you're shorter doesn't mean your metas- metabolism would be different. OK, I don't know anything about that. You I just figured I mean? that I would be like rounder <laughs> if I wasn't so tall. I mean, it would just. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It just depends because it would all entirely depend on how active you are. I see. And it's. Yeah, okay. that's the mindset that. I'm not going to sit here and say people are weak for having that mindset because, look, I'm not fucking perfect. I still fall victim to that mindset. And everybody's in a different place in their life. Exactly. But that's the mindset that we need to defeat. Mm-hmm. Like, if we can't reach inside ourselves and do that, then you're, yeah. oh boy, you're in, you're in for a long haul. That's all I'm going to say. You because. As an adult, what I'm just learning, you know, coming from our, I'm coming from, and which is not knowing a lot. Just being able to rely on your own self-strength is 100% the best answer. So how do you feel about Sober October? I'm excited, actually. Or Sober September, whatever we fucking end up doing. Cause Don't change it. Everybody's changing things because they have, like, oh, I'm going to Barter Fair on this day, and I can't, oh, you know. Then you're not participating. We're not changing <laughs> shit. Sober it is, October. It's sober October. You can't participate this year. Sorry, that's your fault. Like, I mean, is, that's it's the a personal that I'm battle, talking. dude. I understand that, but it, at the same friends time, friends help. But like, friends will really help you get through it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have some friends that want to, like, you know, team up with you and like not get fucked up for a month and go find that's other the greatest things. thing. But I think it's to important. Me. Like you're saying, man, it's a lot of this. Uh, a lot of us struggle with the mental discipline. 
And so it's like something that it's a, it's something that a lot of people don't want to address. They don't want to talk about. They don't want to. They don't even want to talk about that demon that they have. They don't. Food, wanna, food can be a demon. Food's a demon for me, and I'm not afraid to admit it. I mean, it can be a, a mental discipline with shopping. It could be food. It could be. Maybe I just have. Maybe I just have eating problems. Maybe it's not a mental discipline. Maybe it's just I legit have a food addiction. That I need to curb. I don't know. See, there's these I thoughts. I think that's that mental, though. I don't. Okay. I don't think is that, that the same thing. You think? It's I the think same that thing? food. I mean, a food addiction is definitely like a mental, like a mental thing. Because, like, I'll sit down and eat three quarters block of cheese sometimes. I'm and not, I mean, you know? and, <laughs> and, when, and like when you get full, your stomach will, you know, tell you you're full, but your brain is telling you, like, dog, I'm get some more of that cheese. Cheese crack, bro. Like, <laughs> it's that it's that dairy it's crack. That dairy crack for sure, bro. <laughs> the dogs know, bro. The dogs like it. Humans like it. Humans like it. It's fucking cheese, bro. Cheese is the shit. <laughs> I was actually listening to a podcast they were talking about how cheese in like uh like outside of the US is different, is like way different than Wait, the cheese hold we on. get. Didn't you tell me that and I can't believe I just found this out. Kraft. Illegal? So Kraft macaroni and cheese is illegal in like Sweden and like some other countries. <laughs> what? Yeah, like there, there's some ingredients in. Do you know how much Kraft macaroni and cheese I probably ate as a child? Dude, there's something about it that's like devilishly delicious. Cheese crack. That's a chemical cheese crack. Dude, because the like when you put the right amount of butter and the right amount of milk, Bro, and it's and like then your mom throws in that extra cheese and it's on got top that, with a hot dog in it. <laughs> like you stir in it. Yeah. It's got that. It's got that. <laughs> It's got that that sound of a fucking that, yeah yeah we know, <laughs> <laughs> bro that shit Kool Aid spoon is so fucking good, bro. Dude, Ma- my aunt like I used to me and my cousin Jesse used to sit there and bother his mom. Aunt Jenny, can we get the mac and dogs, please? Mac and dogs. Oh, because you put the hot dogs Flame, in there. Oh, lights out. You want any kid to sit down for 25, 30 oh. minutes and just be quiet, you make macaroni and cheese and some hot dogs. They're going to shut up. You know up. how you know it's good is because if I'm eating it, I'm going to be like, mm, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'll be moaning. Mm, oh, mm, my God. Mm. What is that noise? Is it a lawnmower outside? <laughs> <laughs> I never even knew that I moaned when I ate good food until like people like you were like, bro, what are you doing? Bro, you were eating that bowl of cereal talking about... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why are you? What is, is that you or my hearing things? Oh, yeah, that, that was me, dude. Uh, like what? Fuck! I wonder how long I was doing that. My parents were just like, "Don't, don't say anything. <laughs> they just <laughs> don't want to let you know. Don't, don't, don't hurt. Don't. Just, you know, it's one of his things. It's cool. He'll deal with it when one of it's his. It's not friends. like he. Yeah. So they're probably like, uh, it's well, not that bad. One of his friends will catch it. They'll uh, take care yeah, of it. Thirty years later. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? So you were. Uh, I mean, so it's your biggest. You said you were four hundred. I was 405 pounds, and then I dropped down to, I consistently from that point dropped down to about 380. Uh, you know, and I was still big at that time. 380 is pretty big. You know I mean? That's, fuck, 25 pounds, and 25 pounds less than 405. But I don't really exactly remember what it was. I remember that I lived over by the uh, track with the bleachers on it. And uh, I think I was walking home from work one day, and I saw the stairs. And I remembered back in high school that I actually enjoyed running stairs. So I challenged myself. I said, okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to run these stairs. Who the fuck (laughs) enjoys running stairs? (laughs) I do. I can't run flat track because I'm 380 pounds. But for some reason, (laughs) stairs all day, brother. All day. Yeah, when I was in wrestling, they made us fucking run stairs. Love it. I'll run five miles in stairs. I actually get stairs now, though. Yeah, I get it. But the difference was I understood, you know, and I think actually what's crazy about it, now that I think about it, what really helped me is I understood not to push my body too far. So I'm running up and down the stairs hard, but across on the crosswalks or whatever the cross beams, I'm walking. Mm. So run up the stairs. Intervals. Pace Intervals. Yeah. Okay. Heart rate up, down, up, down, up, down, up, down, mm. up, down. That shit will help you lose weight, man. That's what that shit's. Your heart should be doing that. So that's on when a, a I. Basis, so you know? that's when I think I first saw you with a pretty big weight loss. And I think you changed your diet too, didn't you? I changed my diet, yes. And then actually, the funny thing is, once I started 
shopping at uh, No Name Drops with Trader Joe's. Just more organic food. You know, hey, st- you know that there's not a, a rule on here. No oh, name okay. Drops. I'm just I'm just making sure. You're here. good. You're All good. Right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I started shopping at like Trader Joe's because it's just like you know when I go to the regular stores, and you look at like the ingredients. Like for example, I always bring this up: pickles. You know what should be in my pickles ingredients? Pickles, water, salt, and, and pickles, and pickles, of course. <laughs> Duh. You know what I mean? So you go to most stores, and it's like dextro sorbet and high fruit, uh, high what is it? High, high fructose corn thank syrup. Thank you. That one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just all sorts of other unnecessary xanthium gum. What is I don't need you to inject gum? sugar into my pickles. Why is gluten free? Thank you. There shouldn't be gluten fucking in pickles. And I, and I get what you're saying because. Even though it's not pickles, but other other things that you would be like, I'm using pickles uh, as yes, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Why is there corn syrup in this in this uh, in this ketchup? Like I want to get ketchup, but I have to specifically look for one that doesn't have corn syrup. And you can easily make it without corn syrup. <laughs> I don't get but it. But you're putting corn, you know, because it's it's really I, I mean, cheap. I, I guess, actually I do get it. I do get it. It's called mass production. And, and we have to keep up. We have to keep up with the mouths we have to feed. Well, and I also think that 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 corn syrup, dude. I think that there's like a it's, level of addiction to it. Like well, it's also easy sh- for them to make because it's, it's just sweeter. Chemicals. It's it's, you know, it's it's really just sugar. That's all it is. Everything is sugar, bro. There's sugar in everything. But I mean, that's when you're adding sugar, you know, that's I think that's the thing is people are adding sugar. Remember all the soda we would drink when we were kids, bro, bro. The Mountain Dews. I would go look, man, Sue. I've been a big kid, like probably 220 plus since I was probably, I would say, around 14. So you've always been a, you know, a big kid. Yeah, but that was mostly because that's all I drank. I didn't drink water. I drank soda. Soda wasn't my water. What was your go-to? Fucking Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah, dude. Are you kidding that's that me? That's that crack, bro. Hell yeah, that's that crack. Bro, give me a fucking two liter of Mountain Dew and a box of burritos or crackers. <sighs> Set, bro. How, how guilty do you feel if you drink a mountain dew now like shit like you physically not really mentally i don't care you really I, feel it like i feel it now just because i don't eat things with tons of sugar mm. you know what i mean like i eat sugar and the things i have and have sugar in it but like i do make a conscious effort not to eat an exorbitant amount of sugar you know what i mean like yeah because it makes you feel like shit well yeah i don't like and then because like bread which i also is crack for me for some reason i have a hard time with it i don't eat it for a while and then I'll buy a loaf of bread. Four days later, the loaf's gone. Mm. Fucking stomach hurts. Mm. You know what I mean? I shoved a fucking bread a is loaf the devil, of bread. Dude. Bread is the mean? devil. It's ridiculous. And it's like, I shouldn't. It's that mental discipline. So that's where I'm saying I get under understand it. It's hard. That's why I was like 380 for a long time because that stuff is hard. It's hard to it's hard to defeat that kind of mind, st- mind state. You know what I mean? And. And then uh, because I changed up my diet and stopped eating bread and started shopping at Trader Joe's, more organic, more less in, less stuff in the ingredients, just less of, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, I actually ended up getting gallstones. Yeah. Oh, was it because you lost the Yeah, that's the doctors. Quick? The doctor said that the reason you have gallstones is you changed your diet so drastically, so quick that your body was like, hold up, what? What just happened? Like, what's going on? Like, you go from eating, you know, McDonald's and Jack in a Box all the time. Now you're eating fucking kale. What's going not, on, Chris? Not as much as I should be. Yeah, I do occasionally. But you were eat eating more. a lot. You were eating less, and you were you were you were eating different food, and yeah. And then couple that with uh, the amount of exercise you were you doing. You have to work out. So before I started going to the. But the thing, the the point is, is that your body was new. To all these things happening, you you were changed your diet, you mm-hmm. were working out heavily, mm-hmm. and so the shock or whatever happened with your body not being able to adapt so quickly gave you gallstones. Yeah, that's basically what the doctor said. And then you had to have surgery. I had my gallbladder removed. Yep. How horrible is that? I don't remember it. In fact, funny story. All I remember is uh, when I was going under, the the nurse was fairly cute, and <laughs> I said to her because I was all hopped up, you know what I mean? I was feeling good. Wow, you're really cute for a doctor. And she's like, Well, I'm a nurse, not a doctor. Count to three. One, two, th- out. <laughs> I was asleep. Right? I don't know how long the surgery was, how long I was out, but I remember waking up. I wake up, you know what I mean? And I look around and I see an old lady next to me. 
my immediate thought was the doctor that I had last seen before I passed out was the young girl. Mm-hmm. And I woke up and she was now an old lady. So it was weird for a split second. My mom thought I was in a coma for like 40 years. It's like that commercial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's dude. like that yeah. commercial, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I know that I shook out of it because as the uh, anesthetics wore off and shit, or anesthesia, excuse me. Wow. Wore off. I was. Oh so they have to like God. wheelchair you out? Oh, yeah. When I, when I woke up, it's such a weird feeling waking up from that. Yeah, it is. Like, like your whole, like, your your chest pops up like I'm doing right now. And I just feel like, you're like, whoa, where was I? Like, I just, I just woke up from like a six month nap. I was in a fucking alternate universe that I don't remember. <laughs> He's just like, what happened to me? <laughs> you know, you took like, something from my body. But I don't even remember it. Like, like I was just probed. Yeah, it was, it was like that. Oh, yeah, that's like, weird. Uh, probe done. Wake up. Happened. You know what? At least you woke up. Oh, well, thank God. Or thank whatever. God. Whatever. So you were at 405 pounds. Dropped to 380. Yep, yep. And, okay, no. Next drop. So from there, uh, I started, again, coupling with the eating out good, or eating out, <laughs> eating good food. I started working out 40 minutes a day. Um, I dropped from 380, then down to about 325, 330. And what was the diet like? Because I know that diet plays such a huge role. You know, to be honest with you, I'll admit something. It really wasn't even a huge diet change. I still eat tater tots. Mm-hmm. I still eat burritos. Mm-hmm. I still eat bowls of cereal. I fucking love burritos. You know what I mean? Like, So it's... Just less? For me, yeah. And recognizing when your energy output is going to be higher and lower. Because that's when... You really need to consume food because food is fuel, not pleasure. Yeah. So I think ultimately that learning that right there, what I just said, has probably been the biggest thing. So because past five o'clock, typically you're at home, you know what I mean? Just sitting around smoking. Not burning a lot of calories. You're sitting on the couch. I'm chilling. You're chilling. You know what I mean? Between when you wake up and probably... 3.30, 3.30, even 4 o'clock before 5 comes around, mm-hmm. you're go. You're go. You're at work. You know what I mean? You're on lunch. You're trying to figure out how to make money, whatever. Yeah. You're up and down. You're moving. You're bending. You know what I mean? And that's your natural body, like, burning calories and, mm-hmm. and getting rid of stuff throughout the day for you. So recognizing that, for me, is what really helped me drop from 3.25, 3.30, probably down to, I think at that time, it was 2.80, no, 2.95. Would and you then, attest, like, the time you're eating Oh, absolutely. Intermittent fasting, the time you're eating. That's what I'm when I was explaining there, uh, talking about like when to consume calories, Mm -hmm. time you're eating 8 a.m. You know, you don't necessarily need to eat. You can eat. It's your decision. Just understand that your body's still not fully digested by then. You know what I mean? Still depending on how late you ate. Exactly. Exactly. So but if you if you ate the last time you ate was six o'clock and it's now eight o'clock in the morning, you're you're fine. Yeah, you can eat something. So, yeah, attesting that, like, because when you wake up right away, your body doesn't need a lot of calories because your body needs to wake up, get used to it, breakfast, eat, get the calories. Mm-hmm. Fuck. All right. Get 10, that fuel. 10 o'clock. Right. 10 o'clock. It's like, all right, I've been at work, whether it's seeing here's here's again when you're at work, depending on what you do, you're sitting behind a desk mm-hmm. doing desk work. The breakfast calories you ate probably can hold you over to lunch. And at lunch, you probably would only need to eat something like a handful of peanuts and some fruit. Mm-hmm. But most people don't do that. Mm, no, nah, man, because no, you're, you're at not going to do that, right? You're at lunch. It's time to get away. I fucking hate my job. Ugh, Dude, you want to get that double cheeseburger. You want that Jimmy John's. Oh, yeah, exactly. You exactly. want that Goliath in your mouth. Fucking double meat. You want the cheese. You want the sauce. Mm-hmm. You want the bread. And when you're done, you feel like you're about to fucking explode. You wash it all, <laughs> right. all down with a fucking, a fucking Sprite. Or Dr. Pepper. Or, oh, you the, dude, the dark sodas? <sighs> the fucking Dr. Pepper, Bro, that's dude. nothing but corn syrup and sugar. Dude, I knew a fucking lady, dude, like, over by my dad's house. And, like, she just had, like, stacks of Dr. Pepper. Like, she was, like, addicted. Like, all she did was smoke cigarettes and drink Dr. Pepper. Holy shit. But I think that might be, that's like a... You want to talk about getting cancer and your teeth rotting away? I mean, if you're, like, sick because you drank too much alcohol and you're like, I just don't... Dr. Dr. Pepper Pepper can do that to you, too, though. Soda can do that to you, too. Soda can make you really fucking sick. I think they really said that beer is actually healthier for you than soda, for sure. See, I think that, I get that because it's... 
it's probably I don't know officially. They say I'm that guessing. in beer, there's actually some aspects of beer that are healthy. Well, because it's probably a little more natural. And there's zero with uh, with soda. There's no no health benefits. Okay. Well, duh. but there is a l- there are some health benefits uh, with alcohol. I wonder what I wonder what it, what it is. Like, I think is it I read it makes you feel good. So I know with red wine. Uh, if you drink that's red, heart healthy. If it's heart healthy, but it your cancer risk goes up, so you can still be a higher risk for cancer because you're consuming alcohol. But then it's uh, it's heart health. So there's some things that are that so that's can, crazy that you can't you can't it's, it's trade off. Have your cake and eat it. It's too, almost it too, that's right? how it is in every situation. That's bullshit. Every situation that I you're, want my cake and I want an oatmeal cookie on top of it. I fucking love oatmeal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. This is bullshit. We got to figure this shit out in life. You know what I mean? Like, you just we need can. to know that everything that you approach in life, you got to look at. The you got to know that there's gonna be this other side. Oh, does this thing seem too good to be true? Yep. That's because there's some other little caveat yep. that you're <laughs> right. not seeing. So yep. always look for that shit. And then if you see a, a if you see something that's like negative, just know that there is a real good chance there could be a positive in there somewhere. So don't get too don't get too down. Don't get too down too early. I don't know, man. That's a that's a hard situation to recognize, man. I mean, how many times have you been in a situation where you were negative and then it turned out to be, you know, not so bad and actually kind of a cool experience? I mean, a few. A because few, that's happened to me quite a bit where I've, when oh, I don't want to go hang out with these people. Oh, I don't want to go do this. And then I'll go and I was like, you know what? That so was actually pretty dope. So is because that sounds more like pessimism is that negativity it's pessimism uh, just like negativity when you've just maybe even had a bad experience a bunch of times so you start basing all your future experiences off these past experiences and then really you're just the, the future is a whole new thing you can't base you know you can try to be smart but you can't say hold on because you can't say you can't base them off past experiences because that's exactly what we have to base that's things true. off of. It's true, but you got to try to just be open that this is this is a new experience. This isn't going to be what has already been. This is going to be a whole new vibe. If, if we're talking uh, human interactions, you have a whole new vibe, a whole new people. You know, so I, I just think that sometimes we'll close ourselves out to stuff, and then we'll go hang out with some people and be like, "Wow, dude, I end up just having like meeting some cool people and having the time of my life." and I was going to stay home tonight. I can't even believe, I'm glad I came out. Like yeah. I've, that's happened to me a few times where I'm like I'm glad that I was just pushed myself out there and then I just kind of let life happen and it just became a good thing and I, I like to think that that there's more good than bad. That the majority of things that are happening in life are people that want to be happy and pursue their dreams and live their lives and mind their business like the majority but then you have this like minority of people that just want to be negative and you know when they're negative misery loves company i need to make you negative huh. you know what i mean so like, that's how i'd like to think there's a funny relation to what you just said cuz now that i'm thinking about like the whole weight loss journey and stuff like that for the longest time i think a lot of like me not being able to work out like running on the stairs like there was times where like my pessimism or whatever you want to call it would be like, oh, these people are judging me, right? Look at this fat guy running. Yeah. We're, we're always worried about people judging. They're they're living their lives. Mm-hmm. And then be happy that you're actually out here able to run, dude. You know what I mean? Be be happy that you have the availability to literally get up and go run stairs. You have safely. legs. I have legs. Have I have a brain. I mean, you know, I have problems with me, but they're not like serious. They're like, not leg problems. You know what I mean? I, f- I have all my ligaments. I, I have a heart that beats well. You know what I mean? What? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's a, f- I don't know. You know what I mean? And I think. You're grateful. You're happy to be here. I'm happy. Jesus. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Fucking. There we go. Name drop. <laughs> just kidding. The ultimate name drop. But, uh, you know, I think ultimately when it comes to weight loss journey, that's the number one factor right there. Being happy. Like wanting to be okay with like who you are. Who cares? You know, I know coming from a big guy's perspective, and I'm sure a lot of other bigger people or large people, you know what I mean, whatever, I don't know what the fucking classification is for it. I don't really care because I don't look at it like that anymore for those struggling. Plus you know, size. Whatever, for those struggling is what I'm going to call it. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, being happy with who you are is the key to everything, man. That's where it starts. 
but also understanding that being physically overweight while you're happy with who you are you're you're gonna die young just just understanding that you know it's okay to improve it's okay to say hey that's you know i'm happy being who i am but i could be better but i want to take steps to improve myself i think that people in this life they need things to do they need things to keep them occupied they need you know and what better way to occupy your time than to just it's like we play in this nba 2k and you're trying to add a little attribute point yeah and the attribute points are basically it's like you get two thousand three thousand points after playing a few games however good you play you get more points you use those points to make yourself better and that's the that's exactly how it is in life so the work you put in allows you to grow if you don't put work in that's the number one thing i learned for burning i'd say i burnt 10 years of my life just existing Mm -hmm. not getting better not i think a lot of people do i think a majority of people do what we have done you know there's probably there's a whole generation of us are you fucking kidding me yeah people that just we i mean i enjoyed it i enjoyed it but i wish i could have seen more of the value we should have just taken it more serious you know and we're here now what are we gonna do i mean i know i know what it is now and i can learn from it you know what i mean but i also think the biggest thing on on being happy with who you are also uh comes with being having the ability to communicate when things uh are affecting you in a certain way yeah i think so communication man so i know that coming from my past experiences with being overweight you feel worthless like you just like oh you know you're just a little fat slug whatever you know what i mean kind of mentality yeah you know and then i'm i you know i know that there's probably a lot of people who feel like that but not a lot of people tell people they feel like that so and a lot of people don't have friends that they or loved ones that they can say that to and have a loved one be like no you're not so you're just bottling it in you know like you could work harder people can't i think people struggle with giving real feedback or constructive uh criti- criticism in a correct way because it's needed it just needs to be delivered also in the right way because if delivered in the right way it will offend for a moment but impact for a long time yeah because you'll be like well that hurt well why yeah and you're really getting that person to think like now that's, that's now it's on the forefront of their mind and they're saying wait am i you know what I mean? So what if nobody has that kind of outlet, how do you expect one to change their perspective or mm-hmm. their mentality? Yeah, that's a good. They point. don't. They don't have the ability. So I'm very thankful that I had all those things. You know what I mean? Being able to work out, having friends that would give me that kind of mentality of like, look, you know, I mean, you're not worthless, but you could try harder. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like, I think that one thing is is that energy is contagious. Absolutely. When you're around people. And they are just drinking and smoking and fucking off. You know, you kind of find yourself around that same in that same realm. Mm. And when when people all of a sudden around you, whether you change the people you're around or the people around you change their lifestyle habits. So say you're around somebody and also now they're working out all the time. Now they're dieting. Now they're doing all these different activities. Now you're just included in those things. So now you're not just, no, I'm just going to get high and, and drink or whatever. You're like, oh yeah, I'm going to go do this. Oh yeah, I'm going to do that. Now you're just like, you just adopt things that are in your world. So that makes me think like by nature, are humans just product of our environments? We're really influenced like we're we're influenced think about it influ- <laughs> you know what i mean that's influenced. what i mean it's kind of we're we're influenceable or whatever the word is influential easily I- you know easily influenced easily influenced that's okay. highly influential mm, that's no, the cause, opposite because influential <laughs> is like i'm influencing people yeah that's the opposite of what but we're, we're yeah we're like molded by our our uh surroundings surroundings yeah so basically the same product the environment uh molded by your surroundings so true so true, dude. And Why I mean, is that such human nature so to do that? Dude, the, the, is that the, like the yearning to fit in? Is that what it is? Like, why are we like that? Yeah, because there's just some kind of, there's a lot of things within 
us that you just can't explain and there's like feelings and right and, and needs that need to be met and you just want to feel okay and be like accepted and you that d- is I mean, like the hardest thing we want validation too so you want people to say see that's funny to me needing validation that for me i don't need validation unless i legit have done something worth it and yeah. maybe that's just because but even then you want the validation if I worked we, hard at it, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that everybody wants to feel special. Everybody wants to. You should, right? You know, and, and but the, you have to understand. See, that's you that's have to work that hard. crazy. Yeah. Period, that's those crazy, um, you know what I mean? In betweens of working hard but wanting validation, but not being cocky, but earning what you got, and you know all that crazy stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I always think about that too. Like, it's such a fine line. It's a balance. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god, dude! Trying to find a balance. Uh, atmosphere just like you're trying to find a balance like every aspect of your life just needs a balance and if you think about the physical act of standing on something and trying to balance on it that's life you're you're literally (laughs) one thing is tipping one way it's tipping the other way you're trying to you're trying to balance it where you're not doing too much of anything you're just Uh. doing just enough of everything and that's a fucking me crazy and, th- and some people live to where they're like listen dude this is how i'm gonna live and i don't give a fuck i'm gonna do a bunch of this i'm gonna do a bunch of that and i think well, that's I what's mean, cool you gotta live unapologetic uh you have to live how was i gonna say that unapologetically yes because it's not is that right it what i that's what i was trying to two say two guys that can't spell or form <laughs> words very well you know what i mean i'm not saying like straight up be an asshole about things but at the same time you don't have to apologize for it anything really unless you've caused harm unless you're a dick what's i'm saying outside of being an asshole Mm -hmm. you don't have to apologize for anything that you do yeah but most people including myself and i catch myself oh i'm sorry apologizing i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah uh uh, i'm sorry and you shouldn't sometimes it's just like a go-to thing just like we'd be like i'm apologizing dude fucking if you're in that situation it's it, it kind of diffuses any kind of a conflict by just saying, hey, I'm sorry. And who cares if there's conflict? You should be ready for that. Yeah. There should, you should just uh, own own anything you're doing, and if someone's got a problem with it, just address it. Communication is the key. Most You can communicate aggressively without fighting. Most times p- people get upset, I feel like, is a lack of communication. Yes, or a lack of point of views being understood. True. You know but I mean? it's still, it comes down to communication. Well, see, to no, because like if you have conflicting point of interest, there is no communication because neither one is going to agree. It, that's not necessarily true because if you have conflicts like that and you're able, as far as like a maturity standpoint, or you're but able. Now to, you're talking about if. You're, I'm just saying, if you can sit down in a room, which will be some of those scenarios, and have a conversation, it is possible for people to understand to see from this other side of course Um, but and some people not and some some people most people crave the opposite of understanding people just want to they just want to be club i love that shit i love telling people they're wrong (laughs) you know what i mean yeah just arguing (laughs) oh god there's people that's their that's them getting off they love that shit that's them getting hard and they're just fucking wasting my time right you're like dude i don't give a fuck you're right you know what you know what nine times out of ten those situations i do you're right. Uh-huh. Just agree. <laughs> Move on. Smile. Yep. You're right, buddy. So you went from 405 down oh, to shit, 380. Yeah. From 380 down to... 257 as wow. of today. 257. Yes, sir. So um, now I want to talk about because you've started fighting. I mean, you've started training <laughs> yes. in mixed martial arts. Absolutely. Boxing. Yep. And uh, wrestling, gym after or just this? those two. Uh, we do wrestling a little bit. Wrestling, I haven't got to do a lot of the wrestling classes yet. I definitely want to, uh, as a big guy, especially in any kind of combat sports. Wrestling is great because it strengthens your lower back, and having a lower back when you're wrestling another man who's 250 plus pounds, mm-hmm. and you got to lift them up after shooting off your thighs. You know what I mean? Doing a single leg, you have to be able to lift yourself with just without your hands. Just your thighs, and I'm using your leg muscles, plus his weight, and go up with it at the same time. 
takes a lot of strength. God damn. <laughs> so you're lifting that your weight. Like a lot. You know what I mean? You're lifting your weight and his weight. And a lot of times it's you're lifting up, but you're also pulling back the knee so it cuts him down. But yes, uh, I've started wrestling. I've started the MMA with 823 and boxing is with BoxFit out of Spokane, Washington on Wesley Street. Check it out. You can find him online, BoxFit uh, at Facebook.com. So that's just right hammered. down the street. Yep, down the street from here. So very local. I love I love fighting for local places. You know, I'm a local guy. I've lived in this local neighborhood for probably the past seven years now. So keeping it local, shop local, local support everybody. So um, now you're training because you have a fight coming up. Yes, the 26th of July at the Hub Sports Center in Liberty Lake. I will be fighting at heavyweight. Seven it starts at seven, uh, ends at ten o'clock. You can go to Instagram, look up Proving Ground MMA, and you'll find the link there. So you've been. This is your first first ever fight in ever. life. Well, not your first fight in life, but well, your first, first profe- official your fight, first, fight, fight. Okay, where, official fight, yeah. legal fight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your first legal fight, yeah. dude. Uh, at heavyweight, man, yeah. this is exciting. So this is going to be here in Spokane. Uh, we're definitely going to be coming out there to support you, dude. Do a podcast there. Can't wait to see that, dude. We're going to do another podcast probably, the you know, the week before, just to kind of get people, you know, hyped up, thinking about it, hyped up. Come, come out see there. Me. Yeah, come out there and see some fights. Eight, two, three, MMA, box fit. Come out, see us. There's some other, there's some other fights, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. There's actually a title fight that night. So when you go on, to, if you go onto the Instagram and look up the link, uh, they'll tell you the the title fight is. And if you click click on the link, they should go over the rest of the fights as well. I don't think my name Fuck is on yeah. there because it's amateur. So, but yeah, dude. Hey, thanks for coming on the podcast. Well, I fucking dude. love it. Thank <laughs> you for having me, dumb, brother. Dude. Appreciate it, everybody. Thank you for having me, hey. Zach. Happy to be here. Have a good night, y'all. Yes, sir. All right, man. funny story all i remember is uh when i was going under the the nurse was fairly cute and i said to her because i was all hopped up you know what i mean i was feeling good wow you're really cute for a doctor and she's like well i'm a nurse not a doctor count to three 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 three